Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another podcast from Valley Praise Unique Women, where we seek to reach and encourage women in new ways. I'm your host, Melissa Zapeta. Today, we have the privilege of interviewing the man, the legend, <laughs> our very own Pastor Aaron Sines. Welcome, Pastor Aaron, and thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's a, a it's my honor. Like I just said, it is my honor to be here with you all. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Pastor Aaron, I just wanted to begin by thanking you and your wife, Pastor Iris, for putting this podcast together. It truly does help and encourage people listening, and it's all possible because of your wife's vision and your encouragement for her to move forward with this. So thank you. Well, it, it's, it's our honor, and I'm so glad to see the vision, right, being expanded. Right. And uh, thank you so much for, for you and for everybody's work on, on this. It's going to reach so many people, and I'm so thankful yeah, for that. It's very exciting. Can you tell our listeners um, out there how Valley Praise began and how you were called to be the pastor here? Yeah, I think it's such an important story, uh, especially since this is a unique podcast, right, is that— um, Valley Prison was started by Pastor Jan Clinton um, in February 6, 2006. I was just saying this morning, right, that um, just celebrated 15 years that we forgot to celebrate that. Right. So let's do a little celebration right now. Yeah, 15 years, yeah. Valley Praise. <laughs> it was started by Pastor Jan Clinton, and she was about to retire mm -hmm. in June. And so they began to look for her replacement, and that's where I came in. Mm -hmm. uh, and so about five or six months after Valley Praise was started, Iris and I arrived here in Harlingen. And at that time, Valley Praise was uh, a satellite worship service, and we met at Gutierrez Middle School uh, here in Harlingen on Wilson Road. And I remember the first Sunday walking there, about 45 people in attendance. Most of them were from the Mother Church, or from, from the church that, that planted Valley Praise, which was First United Methodist here in Harlingen. And um, welcomed, received, and, you know, slowly but surely things started to, to change and to grow uh, into 2010 when Valley Praise became its own entity, its own mm -hmm. church, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so for four years, we were uh, attached and, uh, to our mother, we we're mother-daughter, and then we were birthed. Uh, into becoming uh, what we are today. And of course, from there, you know, it's gone to uh, three campuses across three different communities in a real grand valley. And uh, we're excited to keep growing and keep moving. So yeah. 15 years, it's been 15 years. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and it'll be 15 years personally uh, for Iris and I this coming June. Wow, wow. Well, it's really amazing and fun to see how much the church has grown and all the things coming into focus um, that used to be just a vision, but now it's a blessed new reality. So God is really good. Amen. So, well, I know how much you like sports. Love. And I know <laughs> that you're just a little bit on the competitive side. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. So I wanted to see how many topics we could cover in a short okay. amount of time. So we're going to put uh, you in the hot seat for Let's just the it. next few okay. minutes. Right. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to see how many topics that we can cover um, but we're going to add like a little bit of a twist to it, okay? Okay, okay. You, re you ready? Like you're always ready, okay, right? You're always ready. Can I just say this real quick before we get started? So, <laughs> Melissa, you are so awesome. You're so organized, <laughs> like planned ahead type. And so so you actually sent me some things to get ready. But I'm going to tell you, I did not spend time preparing, okay? Because I really That's the want... best kind. That's yeah, the best I, I, kind. But you're so awesome in being so prepared. And I feel so awkward not being prepared. Because <laughs> I, am, I am like you, very prepared person. So here we go. I'll yeah, give my so best. Yeah, so here we go. All right. So for those just listening today, we have Pastor Aaron Sines from our very own Valley Praise Church, and he's about to give us a mini sermon on several topics. We'll call it Pastor Aaron's Signs of the Times. Get it? I like Get it? it. Okay. All right. All right. So um, 
I'm going to say a word, and you're going to have 45 seconds to a minute to tell our listeners what Jesus tells us about that particular subject and how it is relevant for us today. Okay. Sound good? You're going to have a buzzer though, right? I do. So I was about to tell you, (laughs) I have this little buzzer here. So, um, you know, forgive me if I have to press it. That's okay. You give grace, right? You're going to give people ideas though. I think I'm going to walk home and then there's going to be a buzzer at home. So my kids are only going to give me so much. I might give it to Iris. (laughs) Okay. All right. So um, if you're ready, I'm going to start with the first word. Let's go. All right. So the first word is peace. Peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, I think about peace, I think about Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't come necessarily to make everything perfect in our lives. We're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have days that are, that are more difficult than others. But at the end of the day, you know, at the end of our lives even, right, if we're going to talk eternally, Jesus came to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding, meaning that it goes beyond what we can logically put together. It goes beyond what we could think of, what we can figure out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so... To get that peace is what we're praying for. It's what right. we want that goes uh, beyond the, the earthly ups and downs mm-hmm. and gives us an eternal uh, peace that, that, that passes everything. And so daily, that's something I pray for. I pray that for other people, mm-hmm. um, especially those who are going through difficult times. Right. A peace that surpasses. It goes over. It surrounds. It's all around everything right. uh, that we can and or can't understand. Right, right. Awesome. Yeah. You have time to spare well, here. Well, because I just preached on that one. So, so. that was a little bit easy. <laughs> That one is a little bit easy. That was a good warm-up. Yes, yes, good warm-up. Okay. All right, so the second word is marriage. Marriage. Marriage to me, you know, the Scripture says uh, a lot of times in our liturgies, we say, um, you know, that that marriage is like Jesus in the church, Mm -hmm. uh, an intimate relationship. Right. Um, the church cannot exist without Jesus, right? And and so Jesus has to be at the center. It has to be a relationship that is strong. And so to me, marriage, uh, it, you know, I can't exist without my wife. Uh, my wife, I would hope, would say the same thing. <laughs> In the existence that we know, that's right. the peace that surpasses understanding. Marriage is where we show the example for our children. Right. Uh, marriage is where we show example to our friends, um, to the people around us, uh, of a relationship that sometimes isn't easy, that sometimes has struggles, but at the end of the day, you're committed. And right. at the end of the day, you find a way to make it uh, through whatever it is um, that you're dealing with. And to me, it's the most beautiful thing. I, I know for me, uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at without my marriage. And, and for me, it's, it's a godly thing. It's a godly appointed thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm blessed uh, because of it, for sure. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Gosh, I can't ring my buzzer. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You're doing great. Okay, so the next word is fear. Fear. Yeah, fear is dif- difficult. I'll, I'll tell you that I, I struggle with fear because I'm the type of person that uh, and I've said this before in sermons, maybe it's cathartic, right? But I've said that a lot of times with fear, I always go to the worst possible scenario mm. in my mind. I always see the worst thing and then I work back from there. Mm. And sometimes that fear can grip me, you know, so much so that I can't enjoy life or let my kids enjoy life because mm. I'm so afraid of what could happen to them, right? And, and I deal with that. And they know that. They're like, Dad, oh, my gosh, <laughs> right? Um, because I share that with them, you know, yeah. like, hey, I'm working through this. So, so fear can grip us. Fear can, can be debilitating. Uh, fear can keep us from stepping out in faith. Fear, to me, uh, is, is individual, and it's also collective. Mm. And I think a lot of times if you look at our country, if you look at our, our nation, our world, mm-hmm. fear can be a pandemic. Yes. Um, when one is fearful and others catch that same fear, fear can become a pandemic. And mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, the scripture says that perfect love casts out all fear. And so when we're fearful, let's, let's focus on love. 
No, you just did that. You just did I get buzzer beater? Yeah, you just let me do that on purpose. But no, I wanted you to keep going because that was so so good, especially during these times. Yes, you know, know, I I just think again, perfect love casts out all fear. Right. And so for me, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling fearful, focus on the ones you love. Mm. Focus that you are loved by God. Focus that you're loved by other people, and somehow that kind of pushes fear out of the way. So that's awesome. Good practice for us. Yes, for sure. Okay, so the next word is discord. Discord. Discord happens a lot. And and I'll tell you, for me, discord hurts the most when it's closest to you. Mm. Um, You know, discord, you know, the scripture says being of one accord. Mm -hmm. So that's the opposite. Discord is the opposite. And and I think um, discord is hard because we're emotionally attached. We're emotional beings. We're relational beings. And so when there's discord, whether it be in our relationships, whether it be in our finances, whether it be in in our country, whatever it may be, when there's discord, it's the opposite of what the Bible calls us to right. be of one accord. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the enemy loves to work in discord. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's disruption, there's discord. When there's disunity, the enemy loves to work because everybody's so focused on fighting with each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you take your eyes off of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my prayer a lot of times in times of discord is to, to focus, refocus back on Christ um, so that we can be back of one accord together. And so, you know, for me, the enemy loves discord. God loves one accord. Right. And so we need to remember that. Right. That's, yeah. And that's fight for good. that. Fight for that. You know, right. I think that it's, it's worth it right. to fight for that because if you have accord, you know, in the midst of discord, then you can move past whatever trouble or, right. or disagreement or whatever that you're having. And then you have that peace. Yes. That's a pass. All that it comes back to that. Yes. yes it's definitely. just all works together. Um, okay, so I didn't ring my buzzer because it was so good. Like I'm getting all these, uh, I felt like I'm getting these personal sermons for all myself, but I'm really sharing it for everybody else. <laughs> well, to it's hear like too. I share. I, I always <laughs> preach sermons to myself, and sometimes many, 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 many times because you know, then then it's something that then I can share with other people. Yeah, so yeah. it's been pre- I've preached it to the choir, being myself many times, and mm-hmm. still working through it. And it's going to be a lifelong thing. So sure, sure, it's a journey. Yeah. Okay, so the next word is children. Children, oh, gift of God, mm-hmm. gift from God unexpected, Absolutely. miraculous. I could go on and on. For those of y'all who know our story, you know, this morning I said, did you ever ask uh, for something? Mm-hmm. You didn't get what you asked for. You got something better. That's our children. Um, I you felt know, our the same children. when you said that. I kept shaking my head. Yes. Like, yes. It's <laughs> like, you know, and, and if you're like me, you know, like you're hesitant to always share that story all mm-hmm. the time, right? Because you don't want it to fall on deaf ears. But but right. truly, that's, that's what I feel. Uh, children... Um, and then beyond just our children, obviously, um, our, our miracle children, mm-hmm. um, children are our future. Mm-hmm. They're our hope. And it's scary. Melissa, yeah. I, I know you probably feel that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a daughter who, who's out and mm-hmm. growing and, you know, going into a master's program. And, you know, and then you have Olivia who's coming up. And you look at the world and you're like, this is the world we're giving them right. to and sending them to. So all the more we have to pour into our children. Yeah. We can't afford to ignore them. We can't afford to not be in their lives. We can't afford to not pray for them. We can't afford to not show them at least some good example that they can hold. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to have some anchor to hold on to exactly. when the storms of this life mm-hmm. go on. And so, you know, you know, this, I, I, in, we get to participate in so many of our children's activities. And one of the things I've noticed is so many parents are missing. Right. At so many of our kids' activities, exactly. where sometimes we're one of the only ones there, mm. and we just want to be the parents of all the kids because we feel bad. We want them to feel proud that someone's watching them, right, right. and it makes me sad, yeah. and I'm worried. Yeah. And so I think 
when we say children, we need to say parents. Mm. Because where are you parents, exactly. right? And where, where are we investing our time? And, and I'm not saying we're perfect, far from it. Mm-hmm. But man, at the end of the day, I hope they say mom and dad were present with us. Mm. And, uh, and so I challenge all those who are listening. And so maybe you don't have children, but be a parent type to some child. Exactly. You know, because our, our children need more than just us. They need, you know, surrogate tios and tias, right? Mm-hmm. Aunts and uncles, and they need community leaders, and they need coaches, and they need teachers. Right. And so if you're an adult, be a parent-like person, a godly parent-like person yeah. to, to our children. That's good preaching. I know I know my kids, even I know Hannah's 22 now, but, and, but she did the same, Olivia's yeah. 11, but she will look out to see who's there yes. watching her. Of course. You know, like, yes, mom and dad's there, but who else is there? Yes. Is yes. grandma there? Is my aunt there? You know, like, it's important to them. It is. It's important it to really them. It really is. So, okay, so the next word is salvation. Yeah, um, salvation. Uh, you know, so much of our gospel message is focused on salvation um, because we truly believe that um, God gave his only son to, to save us. And for, for those of us who believe that we have that salvation, and salvation occurs, you know, in, in our lives when we accept the, the grace of God for ourselves. I, I think sometimes with salvation, though, we, we treat it as a security blanket. And so we say, oh, I've been saved. Amen. And yes, we have. Praise God. But then what? Right. right. And so, so I would say salvation and then what? Um, salvation and then we're to live a life as a saved person. We're, we're to then seek to help save others. Um, from the same path of destruction that we were on. And so salvation isn't salvation, period. It's so, salvation to be continued. Right. And that's the work of holiness. That's the work of righteousness. That's the work of, of, of the grace of God in us, right? That it's not over when we're saved. It's right. just a new beginning. Exactly. And so to me, salvation is beautiful. Um, we all need it in our lives. Mm-hmm. We all need saving from something. Mm-hmm. Of course, God gave his son to be saved, that we may be saved from, from the consequences of sin and death. But it's and then what? And right. so salvation, awesome. Praise the Lord. Someone said, I'm excited to see how high you jump when you're saved, but I want to see how you walk after you land. Mm. So salvation, then what? We got a lot of work left yeah, to do. that's good. That's good. All right. I'm not going to – you're just too good. I can't, I can't push <laughs> no. the button. I can't. I get some practice in this, okay? I get to call football games, so yeah. I, I, I got to think on the move. <laughs> I'm going to need Isela to be in charge of the buzzer because I'm listening too much. Okay, so the next word okay. is uh, – Rapture. Yeah, rapture. You know, here's the thing. You can feel two ways about rapture. You can be fearful or you can be ready. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes I hear, Pastor, you need to preach more revelation. You need to get us ready for the rapture. We need to be ready because of work. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, God's going to come one day in final victory. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things are going to happen before that happens. And, and could we be seeing some of those things happen right now? Yes. I think they've been seen. I think they're being seen. We don't have a timeline. We don't know. Scripture says no one knows the hour. Like a thief in the night, you know, he's going to come. And so, so my thing is like, you know, I, I think sometimes we want to, to read a revelation or we want to talk about rapture because we want to, to make people fearful to be saved before you miss out. And, and I'm not saying that's a wrong tactic. What, what I'm saying is that we can be fearful or we can be ready. Mm. And so, you know, my thing is, if I'm at peace with my eternity, let rapture come, right? If I'm at peace with God, let rapture happen. Yeah. I mean, it, does it make me happy to know that things are going to happen, that, that people are, are, are going to go through things? You know, if, if we look at the book of Revelation, no, it doesn't. At the same time, 
if if I have that sense of urgency now, mm -hmm. you know, someone told me a couple weeks ago, said, we look at our clocks and we always think there's more time, but the truth is it's winding down, Ooh, right? Wow. That, that we have to be prepared for God to come back at any moment. Mm -hmm. And so I can choose to be fearful or I can choose to be ready. Yeah. And I like to think and I like to pray that we're getting ready. And yeah. whenever that time does come, um, if we have the, the eternal, you know, gift of God, then we have nothing to be afraid of. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so the next word is grace. Grace. You know, grace is such a, such a big word for me because I feel like I don't deserve it, mm -hmm. right? And, and to me, so I'll say two things about grace. Grace, I don't deserve it. Grace, I don't want to take it for granted. So grace, I don't deserve it in that I feel like God has been there for me so many times throughout my life and has rescued me when I didn't deserve it. I, I felt like I didn't. God yeah. said you deserve it. Right. God says you're worthy. God says you are. But, you know, in our humanness, we're like, I didn't deserve that. But yet God was good enough to do it. And yeah. as I look at scripture over and over and over again, as I look at people that were caught in sin, they were caught in, in I look at the apostle Paul, right? I look at who was, who was, a, a murderer, quote unquote, of Christians, and yet mm -hmm. God's grace came to him. I, I look at, you know, the the thief on the cross. Today you'll be with me in paradise. You know, I look at Jesus with the woman at the well. I, so many times you can go over and over, and grace is present. And so for me, that's so important. And then the the, the second thing of that is, I don't want to take grace for granted. Mm. I don't say because you're going to for, forgive me, God, I'm going to go and do this. Right, right. And so I, I don't want to do that either. So grace, I don't deserve it. Yet God is good to give it. And I don't want to take grace for granted. Right. That's good. All right. So I have three more to go. Okay. You ready? Okay. So the, the next word is worry. Worry. I think I can tie that into fear from earlier, mm -hmm. right? Uh, anxiety. I think of the scripture says, cast all your, your, your fears, cast all your worries, your mm -hmm. anxieties upon me, and I will give you rest. Right. Uh, in other words, worry is, is something that we fabricate. Mm -hmm. It comes from us. It comes in, in our psyche, in our in our you know, our mental joggings, if you will, it comes mm -hmm. um, with the daily things that we're dealing with. So worry comes from us. It doesn't come from God. True. You know, the, the scripture says, like, do the birds worry about what's going to happen? Do, mm -hmm. No. Do the flowers worry? No. God, God takes care of that. So worry comes from me. Mm -hmm. And so if I can get a handle that worry comes from me, then, then I can start to, to focus on what comes from God. And, and what comes from God is rest. Right. Cast all your anxieties, all your fears, your worries on me, and I will give you rest. And yes. so I worry a lot, Alyssa. I really do. I'm a worry wart. Um, but it, I have to make that, that shift in my thinking, especially right. to say, why am I going to worry about things that I can't control? Right. And that's where my trust in God comes. Right. We um, say that often in my house. Yeah. Like, if you can't, you can't fix it, why are you going to worry about, about it? it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I deal with that, and and um, but I, I've all, I also deal with God being able to take that worry and cast it off of me, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next word is abundance. Yes. So my theme scripture uh, is John ten ten. You know, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Mm. And you know, I, I, I'll preach often, and I say God didn't come. Uh, you know, into our lives to give us, we're not going to have a perfect life. It's Jesus said, I'm sending you off like sheep among wolves. I mean, right. it's going to be difficult, but abundance in life, I think for me, it is not a perfect life. It's not an easy life. It's not, um, it's just that God always supplies. Mm -hmm. God always supplies in abundance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a child whose parents 
came in when I was in fifth grade and said, we're selling everything and we're moving to Dallas, Texas. So my dad could go to seminary mm. and we barely made it month to month, you know, and then the first church appointment in El Paso, Texas, we barely made it. You know, he was, he was wanting to get other jobs to help mm. subsidize, but we always had what we needed. Right. And to me, abundance isn't, it, it's not about over like indulgence. Abundance isn't about having more than you want. Abundance is having what you need. Right. And to me, that's what God does in our lives. We yeah. will always have what we need, even when it's not what we want. It's always what we need. And right. so that's what abundance means to me. I'm smiling because you said your parents, you know, mm-hmm. told you we're going to pack up and move to doubt. Well, my mom did the same right. thing yeah. to okay. my sister and myself. Yeah. And so I was just starting college, but, you know, Renee was still in school and um, they basically said that, yes, we're selling everything yes. and we're becoming missionaries. Yeah. And we were like, <laughs> what? So, yes. but yes. you know, you're right. We yeah. were never without. Right. We, in fact, we always had more than That's right. enough. So That's abundance. Yes. That's abundance. That's abundance for sure. It's abundance. Okay, uh, last yeah. word. Ready? Yes, ready. <laughs> so I might use my buzzer. I don't know. Okay. I'm getting right. kind That's of okay. buzzer okay. trigger here. Happy. No, uh, the last word is judgment. Judgment. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do believe we're all going to face judgment one day. I, I believe it's biblical. I don't, I don't view it again, talking about rapture as a fear thing, though. Right. You know, and I think that that's somehow, some, somehow in some way, Melissa, in our culture, you know, we, we've, we've turned judgment into a negative thing, mm-hmm. right? And, and so we, we, we don't want to judge others. We don't want to be judgy. Right. We don't want to be judgmental. You know, the, and, and, and there's, there's truths in those things. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I do think that we can be overly judgmental. I think we can be overly judgy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know that we're held accountable, that's important. Yeah. It's important. And, you know, I, I think that God's going to hold me accountable one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God is, is going to, you know, look back upon my life and not upon and scrutinize every single mistake that I made, right? Especially I pray that I've asked forgiveness for those things and will continue to do so. But I, I think God is going to hold me accountable to the gifts that he's given me. Mm-hmm. God's going to hold me accountable to how I treated other people and how I served others. And God's mm-hmm. going to hold me accountable to what I did with, with his love, with his grace, right, that I didn't yeah. take it for granted, and and I and I know that in, in anything else, when so we we do in this life, there's there has to be accountability in some way or another, right. and so goes in our spiritual lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do believe that I'm going to meet God one day, and God is going to, um, you know, look over my life. Um, and so th- that just drives me, though. Yeah. It drives me not to be perfect, but but to know that that God has given me so much that I am responsible. Right. And one day, like, like I love the parable, right, of, of the one who gave the talents. And mm-hmm. I, I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Enter into your master's happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that, that we should all strive for that. Yeah. And then ultimately, Melissa, we won't know until we see God face to face. Right. But for me, it, it, it gives me a great honor to want to serve mm-hmm. God so much so that one day I will stand in judgment. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to present to God all that I've done with the gifts and the talents and the love and the grace that I've had. And, and so, yeah. you know, in, in a weird way, I look forward to that day. Right. And, right. and I hope I made God proud. Sure. So. And I, I'm, I know you will. Um, um, well, Pastor, it looks like I'm getting the signal that we're running out of time. Okay. Um, that was very fun and very informative. Um, I knew you wouldn't disappoint us. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That, that, whew, that was a good one. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your love for Jesus every single week with us. We are truly blessed to have you as our pastor. Thank you, uh, We always feel like, well, my family for sure, we're, 
In fact, not too long ago, I said, Miguel, did you tell Pastor Aaron what <laughs> yeah. happened last uh, weekend? And he's like, I promise you, I didn't, because it's, it always yeah. feels like you're preaching directly to us. So uh, That's um, the Holy Spirit. Yes, Thankful. yes. Thankful. And we, we appreciate you so much. So until next week, keep shining bright and letting God's love flow through you to make a difference in the world around you. God bless.